What's up, Charleston? This is the Healthy Charleston Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Eve Gigi, where we talk all things health-related. We're going to talk about all sorts of health information, as well as, hopefully, clear up all sorts of terrible health misinformation. What's up, Charleston? This is the Healthy Charleston Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Eve Gigi, where we talk all things health-related. We're going to talk about all sorts of health information, as well as clear up all sorts of terrible health misinformation. Today, special guest, Meredith. Meredith, say hello. Hello, everyone. (laughs) So, Meredith, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, we know that you're a fitness professional. I know I should say that you're a fitness professional with the very much the same mission as we have at Made to Move and you know, really trying to impact things at a community level. But yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. What you got going on now? Well, lots of things. I'm here with lots going on. There are a lot of irons in the fire. I'm Meredith yeah. Nelson. I own Primetime Fitness, which is a small um I hesitate to use the word boutique studio, but for lack of a better term, it's a small boutique fitness training and small group training studio. Um, I've had that for about 18 and a half years. And some um, longevity there. Yes. Yeah. How many people can say that, you know, like true, true. Especially in this field. Not many can say they've been around for 18 plus years. I feel like the turnover is so high. That's the hard part. I've seen a lot come and go. What do you, what would you attribute that? longevity too um you know that's hard to say um i just have a great community of people of clients and members um a lot of people say it's because of me but i think it's because of our members are there people that you've trained that long oh yeah yeah some of the people that started with me 18 years ago are still with me today that's awesome yeah they're great yeah i'm so so proud and you know to see somebody age over 18 years. And when people started with me, I started on Sullivan's Island and the demographics out there mm-hmm. um, at the time, you know, older people, a lot of retired people, um, a lot of established people. So I didn't have your 20 and 30 somethings that started with me. I had people in their fifties and sixties mm-hmm. that started with me. Right. And to see those people over 18 years has been really cool. What? I mean, we know this, but like, what would you say you noticed from somebody who started a fitness, maybe not started, but like started working with you at age 50 and then get into their like 60s, almost 70s at that point, right? Like, I just, I don't want to be biased, but like, what kind of things did you notice about them and their transition? Like, because you just don't hear about that a lot. You see everybody's like, oh, I started in my thirties or I'm a young professional and I lost weight and here I am now. Like that's not your typical story. Mm-mm, no. Um, so you're at, so like what you want to know is the people that started exercising at that age mm-hmm. and have continued. Yeah. Um, like how do they view things? You know what I mean? It's not like a weight loss thing at that point. Oh, right? no, it's more, it's like no. different kinds of goals and stuff. That just, I get ex- yeah. Well, you know, they're starting to have grandkids and their grandkids are starting to be more mobile. They want to keep up with those grandkids. Mm -hmm. Um, They want to stay injury free. You know, as we get older, we experience injuries and everybody around us experience injuries. And I want to avoid that hip replacement that somebody else just had or that knee replacement or whatever surgery. 
I mean, that's where those people. You mean those are. things are avoidable through exercise? Are you sure? I feel I like that's not a thing. Think some of those some of those things might be avoidable. Yes. Yes. So exercise. not all, of course. Yeah. Right. But man, yeah. I mean, that's where I get excited, and that's what we talk a lot of our patients about is not necessarily what's going on right now, but yeah, avoiding these injuries and possibly avoiding these surgeries and all the impact you can have right here, right now. Like, let's commit to it. Let's do 18 years of one-on-one personal boutique quotation marks. And maybe, you know, I get that, but yeah, one-on-one training and let's create. Health and longevity. Yeah. Yeah. And the average person. How are we not all just not talking about that all the time and screaming it as a community, as a nation, as everything, right? Like everything's weight loss faster. Like, yeah, I want the magic diet. I want the magic pill. I want that whatever that that secret food that one ingredient that's going to help me drop pounds yeah and it's not all about the weight loss right it's not um hey i want to put 18 years of investment in myself and i want to frankly put out the money to train somebody to help me as well as put the time and energy in yeah so that when i am 70 i feel or 80 yeah or 80 Mm -hmm. i feel just as good as i did when i was 50 or maybe better absolutely like my 70 and 80 year old folks they have more energy than i can imagine i mean it's like did you take an energy pill this morning or what mm -hmm. you know it's no they're active they're not sedentary they eat healthy Mm -hmm. yeah how many people you think are out there that don't think that they can make that change at that age i see that a lot more than more than not i mean you and i are not that we're in a bubble, but we see active people. Mm-hmm. We surround ourselves with active people. Get us, get you or me out of our environment and into a normal everyday environment or community yep. or culture. And it's crazy. You know, take a trip to Disney World. <laughs> right, right. I think about that a lot, actually. Like, you know, Dane Island's his own little bubble as mm-hmm. well. Even my children grow up in a bubble. And now mm-hmm. what we have made to move is definitely we're seeing nine. At this point, probably 100% of the people we see work out, lift weights on a regular basis. Right, sure. And I, I kind of get sad that I don't get to make that transition with some of those people or I don't get to see a lot of those people. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, it's a different world. Like think, even trying to think like those people think is just different. It's hard. It's yeah. very hard to think like those people. I hate to say those people. Yeah, yeah. People who are not in our world. Yeah. And it's hard to understand. Just don't, don't, uh think about health and longevity and, and fitness in the way that, that we do, you know, and they, don't, they just assume that it's not attainable. Right. You right. Put a little, and it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much, put a little sweat into it and take some easy steps to change your diet and you can improve your health dramatically. Right. I mean, the bottom line is anybody can, right. I think it's more mm-hmm. of a mindset mm-hmm. shift really than mm-hmm. anything. Right. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. you said, it's just a, that one first attainable step and then it's the second mm-hmm. and then it's the third. And I think a lot of people don't realize I, I've, I've undergone a huge transition transition. Um, mm-hmm. And when I was not in my current, you know, this, 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 this body that I'm in now mm-hmm. is not the way that it was 30, 40 years ago. And at that time I didn't know what I was doing to myself. You know, I wasn't exercising. I wasn't eating right. I was just eating what I wanted and enjoying myself. 
I didn't know that there was a healthier way to be. And I think a lot of people are like that. They just, they look at what's easy. They look at what tastes good. They look at what's comfortable and they're totally fine and accepting of that. They don't, they've never been exposed to anything else. They don't know any better, any Mm -hmm. other way of living. Yeah. I get super interested in that because I'm always, I don't want to lose touch with that side of things because I really want to, obviously more impact you can have. That's where most of the people are. So if I can drag mm-hmm. all those people mm-hmm. onto my side and mm-hmm. give them even just a shred of what we're doing, mm-hmm. there's huge impact mm-hmm. there, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to making healthy people already healthier. Yeah, that's awesome. That's our target right. demographic. I'm excited about that. But man, if I can make a big chunk of people who don't then even you know. you could make such a difference. Oh man. Yeah. It's like going from zero to hundred as opposed to 90 to 95. Right. You know, and, right. and but the question always is how do you, what's the right message? Like, how do you get them? You know, we're, we're, I'm not saying in that business, it but it's really interesting. A line game. Yeah. Because you have to, you almost have to make them be the ones that say, Hey, I need to make some changes. We convince them it's their idea. It, like, it, the exactly. Idea. It's your idea. That's exactly. Yeah. It has to be their idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if it, sometimes it takes a doctor's visit to show them some bad numbers on a report. Um, yeah. Sometimes it takes, you know, an injury to have them open their eyes, but it's got to be their decision and it's got to come from their mind that they need to make some changes. Yeah. The the doctor's visit thing is interesting. I've had a weird epiphany in my life and with what we're doing with made to move. And it's just, it's being a little more unapologetic and upfront about like, if you're having bad numbers at the doctor and you can go one route and you can treat that pharmaceutically and there's a, a route for that. And, and, that makes sense. That's what the medical world is here for. But this other route of it being just as viable, if not in some ways, way better mm-hmm. than this other option and how it's not a, it shouldn't be a competition, but at the same time, like I've got to start screaming that because nobody else is saying, I feel like that message doesn't get out at all. We all understand it and we talk about it, but like in mass media, does anyone ever say like, no, don't take that pill. Here, you should go exercise. No, because you turn on the television and there's a commercial for this medication or that medication. Right. But, you know, it's so good when my clients come to me and they say, hey, you know, I've, I've, I've had a doctor's visit and he's going to take me off of my blood sugar medication or my blood pressure medication. I've cured my diabetes. Right, right, right. Yeah. You right. Know, or lower the dose or change it sure. up or whatever because my numbers are so much yeah. better. Yeah. So, And then, you know, they get so excited. They get so excited. Yeah. But again, we're not reaching out to the people that we're reaching out to the people that already get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not the yeah. ones that don't want to get that more. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about like, how did you get into this business? I'm always curious, like what your story is. You kind of said that you weren't like this mm-hmm. always that you kind of mm-hmm. eating whatever or like, you know, so mm-hmm. how did you get inspired to kind of start? You know, becoming We only a- have an hour, right? Really- <laughs> I'll be careful. <laughs> That's right. Right. I'll give you the condensed Yeah. The cliff notes. And right? um, I actually, I've, I did not eat well. I did not exercise at all until probably, um, late in high school, early college. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I was 30 pounds heavier and I was totally headed down a different career path. I took PE in college at Furman just as an elective. And our professor who changed my world. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was awesome. He was a, um, he had been a cardiac sur- cardiothoracic surgeon in Texas, gave up his practice to teach 
college helped him PE. No way. Yeah. That's something that's, yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of amazing. He knew how important it was to make a difference. Right. Yeah. And he decided not to do surgery and start doing it at ground level right. at PE level, right. which is a whole nother conversation about physical education, how that's not in schools and recess. Oh boy. And oh boy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Can we'll do well, the part two will be just on that. <laughs> okay. I'd love to talk about that, honestly, but go ahead. All yeah. day. Yeah. Right. So I took a PE class with him and, um, he, it was in summer school, so we had classes that were like an hour and a half long. And he sent us off. He said, "You for your, we're going to do your lab first, and then we'll come back and have lecture. For your lab, I want you to go away. I want you to get out of my sight. I want you to come back sweaty. I want you to go away for 20 minutes. And he said, you can either run, you can ride a bike, you can do the rowing machine, whatever. Just go you away. You don't have back. to break a sweat? Was that? I don't think that's exactly oh, what okay, he said. Gotcha. But he said, you know, you got to exercise. You yeah, got yeah. to move. Get your heart rate up. Whatever. And then yeah. we would come back and have our lecture. And the next week it was 25 minutes. The next week it was 30 minutes. So he kind of got me into this consistency huh. mindset. Um, and then I took another class with him. I need to mention his name, by the way. Ray Moss at Fermi University. Okay. Is he still there as far as you know? Do you? I think he is. I'm pretty okay. sure he is. Yeah. Um. And I could, him and the running program at Farming University is a, another topic right. to reach out to. But um, I took a nutrition class with him and he made us do the food log. And then back in the day, we didn't have the, the apps that you could plug your diet into and get all we the had right pen and paper. Had right pen and paper yeah. And then you had to plug it into some. Yeah. A typewriter. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you had to save it on a hard disk or a floppy disk, whatever. Uh, yep. You had a legit uh, floppy ones yeah. and the actual little like small. Right, right, right. just come up with those. <laughs> yeah. um, so that was kind of an eye opener as to what I was actually eating, you know, because we had to look at our fat and protein and carbs and all that. And that was kind of the, I think those, the macronutrients at the time were our main focus. Okay. Um, so that just kind of had me take a really hard look at my diet. I never, never really, um, said to myself, you know, I need to make changes. I was one of those, like I said earlier, that just didn't know there was a more healthy way of living. Right. Like you're like, I'm fine. I feel fine. I'm right. existing in this world. Right. 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 I need to worry about. Right. Yep. Um, I'm happy. I'm healthy. Right. But um, just based on what I did with, in those two classes, I started kind of making some small changes to my diet. Um, not really intentionally setting out to eat better, but just saying, Oh, look at all this fat that I'm eating. I mean, I'm going to start to pay attention now more to what I eat. Uh, so made some small changes. Um, started exercising consistently. That's really where I started running on a regular basis. Um, but you just decided, oh, okay, I've, I've already worked out during this lab class. I might as well just keep going. Yeah. Of? And I made some friends in the class that we ended up like running together. And so after when the class was over, we would yeah. continue to meet up and run. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then I still wasn't, um, I was actually a music major. So I still wasn't really in the mindset of, Hey, this fitness thing could be my lifestyle. Okay. Um, and then I took a third class with Dr. Moss, which was, um, what was it? Adaptive physical education. So okay. we did PE with kids that had special needs okay. and limitations. Yep. So that opened my eyes to the world of people with disabilities. Okay. Fast forward a little bit, graduated from Furman, didn't know what to do. I found a master's program at Carolina in rehabilitation counseling. So with my background in the disabilities world and the physical fitness. I kind of went in that direction 
and I ended up coming out of my graduate program, which I paid for with um, a graduate assistantship with the Carolina Band. So I was able to use my music okay. to help me get my graduate degree. Cool. Got my graduate degree, got a job as a rehabilitation counselor, and on the on the before work, after work, I was um, teaching aerobics and doing personal training. Okay. So I aerobics did aerobics class. Right? I know, right? Totally Step aerobics. Yeah. Step aerobics. Okay. High low. You know. Yep. Crazy. Um, some of those classes back. Then. Oh yeah. Yep. I still want to teach a throwback Thursday step class. I think that would Why be. Not? I yeah. know. That'd be fun. I love those steps. I would take that <laughs> class. Sign me up. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Um. Yeah. So I think I need to add that on our on our next effect schedule. But um. So I I kind of eventually got out of the counseling field and decided to make fitness my career. Yeah. I've been doing that. You know, I started primetime in 2000, but I was really doing it full time, I guess, for since about 1998. So the last 20 years. Right. Just loved the one-on-one stuff. Loved the yeah, group training. Yeah, love the group X. I love the energy in group X and the group training. Yeah. The camaraderie, the, the community. Um, you know, and the larger groups, you get more of the energy. The smaller groups, you get a lot more of the community feel. Mm-hmm. And then the one-on-ones, you can really get personal with everyone. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, being a physical therapist, I love the one-on-one yeah. stuff. I do yeah. like, I've done a little bit of CrossFit coaching. I like the group dynamic as well. But mm-hmm. yeah, getting into somebody like, why, you know, really digging into their why, so mm-hmm. to speak, and what their mm-hmm. motivations are, and then getting, getting to see an impact, like yeah. you said, where they actually change numbers and you get to yeah. change people's you know yeah. lives for sure. I love that you said, and this is probably like so much the first step for so many people that is overlooked, is being just aware of like what your status is right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of people just jump into a program, jump into a diet and like, you know, what, how are you eating right now? Like, let's just, like we had like a nutritionist on last time. And she was like, really just like, before she even changes anything, she just like gets them to like figure out what they're doing and why they're doing it. It's like right. a month of that. Yeah. Like, like let's take an inventory and then let's attack the problem in a more intelligent way as opposed to like, I mean, I'm all for people taking action immediately and it's great, but like well, you're kind of like you, made aware. Until, like, that's the first step in, in taking action. You have right. to know what action to take. Right. So if somebody comes to me and wants to, to make some changes in their diet, the first thing I have them do is keep a food log for okay, a few days. Right. And they, even then I say, you know, I don't want you to change anything for three days. I want to see exactly what you're doing. And even after that's done, they come to me and they say, okay, I want you to tell me exactly what to eat all every day, all day. I say, no, no, I'm going to start by making a small change. And it might be nothing more than keep a water bottle with you. Let's right. start to drink some water. Right. You know, Don't drink soda. Right. Yeah. That's... So it might be a small change. And that's the small changes are the ones that are going to, the, the, are the ones that are going to last. And also the longer Back to my own journey, the longer it takes you to make this transition, the longer it's going to stick. That's you know? interesting right there. Yeah. As opposed to like 10 pounds a week, like go for one pound a week. Right. And because, man, that's a really good way to put it because it's going to last longer. Right. The quicker you do it, like that's a negative. Like yes. People kind of need that immediate negative. It's like, well, why, why wouldn't I do this? It'd be faster. Well, we know. Or I've got an event in six weeks. I've right. got a, you know, a, a wedding or a graduation or a party or whatever, a photo shoot, whatever. Right. And I tell them, you know, we can get there, but it's not going to last. Right. You know, if this is something that you want to 
make part of your lifestyle, then we've got to take it slow. Mm-hmm. And you have to, you know, it's all, I have to teach patience, you know, and I have to be really excited when they lose like half a pound or, right. a, you know, because that is a huge difference. And if it takes them a while to lose it, then that makes me happier right. than seeing them lose five pounds in a week. Right. Like that's never coming back. Right. Like, that's actual. Right. Like, You've right. gained muscle mass. You've changed your lifestyle. It's probably more of a result of your lifestyle change. And it is like, I'm sure body comp- composition changes as well. But like as a result, as a result of, of that, as opposed to the other way around, I'm right. trying to quickly change my body composition. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a wrestler who's trying to make weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. probably not a true change. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We. I mean, we have the same. There's so many analogies between what, you know, we're doing as health professionals and what you're doing as a fitness professional. But like we have these kind of like plans of, you know, um, plans of care. And they're like, if I just see you once, like I can make a change and things can help. But if I can see you over the next three to six months and like really ingrain this new rehab process Mm -hmm. and I really ingrain these like cross training techniques, like you're probably more likely to avoid surgeries and avoid pain, avoid injury much, you know, more effectively than Mm -hmm. if we just quickly, you know, Mm -hmm. did one one little thing and then left. Um, yeah, I mean, it's patience and it's like so much of like what you put in is what you're going to get out mm-hmm. of it, which everyone says, but no one necessarily does. It's not easy. Yeah, that's a, yeah, right. 18 years of work. Let's go into there. I love that. 18, 18 years of work. Did you say you did band? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What'd you do in band? I am an oboe player. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I was never a band. You know, there's a, uh, a physical therapist who I don't know directly, but kind of indirectly. And that's all he does. Oh yeah. I have to let, I have to, yeah. It's called marching health. Anybody in there, like put it on Instagram and he goes to like bands and practices and like teaches them how to like stay healthy. Cause apparently it's very rigorous. It's very on demanding. Your feet all day. Yeah. And like, yeah. Yeah. it's just like, there's a lot of injuries that happen yeah. and, and that's all he focuses on. It's like yeah. someone us, which is like a private day, um, at a network kind of thing. And wow. like, he does really well. He's got like way more Instagram followers. than I do. Well, even, I mean, I think what you're th- talking about is more, um, it's more of a marching band kind of thing, which is extremely demanding, physically yeah. demanding, extremely. And I actually spent a summer in a drum and bugle corps traveling around the country. And we would have practice. It's the kind of thing where you you travel around on a bus and you sleep in gymnasiums and you're practicing. You're on your feet six or seven hours a day. You're out in the sun on the mm-hmm. pavement. Right, right. Um, but then again, I think um, even just like orchestra players, you know, violinists, you're in one position for a long, long time. Piano players, um, you know, most people who play an instrument, you're holding it up. Right. Um, you're putting a lot of strain on your neck and your shoulders. So I think there's also, I don't know if this guy does that type of thing, but I think I'm sure there's yeah. plenty of room for that. Too. Yeah. There's so much. Yeah. There's a lot going on in the rehab right world right now where we used to think, <clears throat> and it's still a debate, whether bad posture leads to pain directly. And so now it's in a new light. So it's not necessarily that bad posture leads to pain. It's one posture for extended ah, periods of time yeah. leads to pain, which is yeah. kind of like that. Like yeah. this position that they're in as a, a violinist or an oboe player, right? Isn't mm-hmm. necessarily bad mm-hmm. or we wouldn't do it. But if you spend hours in yes. one position, it's like a runner. If you're just in a running position, like you're just going to have some wear and tear and some pain. But mm-hmm. if I can vary those positions mm-hmm. and do some strength training, which mm-hmm. you probably know something about, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, all my running injuries went away right. because I, I'm just in different positions. So I like that viewpoint. And it's really cool 
to see a lot of these, um, you know, things that I thought was, you know, we're taught that in PT school mm-hmm. 12 years ago, like mm-hmm. bad posture, hundred percent. Like you still see it now, text neck and stuff like that, right. which is, it's not necessarily that position. It's just, if you're, you're in, that, in position, that position for a long time, yeah, yeah, weeks, months, mm-hmm. years, you know, and same thing with like, uh, you know, being in an office and sitting for a long oh, yeah. of time, it's the same thing, right? Like that can, yeah, of course that can lead to some issues, you know, mm-hmm. for sure. Anything repetitive. Right. So I'm always curious, 18 years into it, what are some of the guiding principles? Cause I'm sure you've seen, oh man, you've seen a lot of health and diet fads mm-hmm. kind of come mm-hmm. and go. And there's probably some things that stayed consistent maybe for yourself or maybe that you've noticed. I'm really curious what those consistencies, you know, would be. Is it, you know, like you got high intensity training, got group training, you've got like um, this focus on, on strength nowadays where people are like, oh, you do need to get stronger in order to lose weight or, you know, no, no, it's just cardio, just running. That's the only way to lose weight. Is there some things that you focus on with your clients the most? You know, I think I have always, and and it might be stronger now, but I've always been a huge advocate of variety. Um, I mean, I I think CrossFit is great. I do CrossFit-ish workouts on my on my own time. Mm -hmm. But I think that things like that or, or as a runner, you know, yeah, I'm a runner, so I want to run, but I got to do some strength. I got to throw some CrossFit in there. I got to throw some high intensity work in there. I've got to throw some interval training. I've got to throw some endurance training. I've got to throw some yoga into it. Um, so I think variety, and that goes back to not only physically, is variety kind of a key principle, I guess, for me. Mm-hmm. But um, also, I like my group workouts. I like my solo workouts. You know, give me my small group training. Give me my one-on-one training. Not only as a trainer, but I also like to participate in a whole different variety right. of things. So That's um, probably, I feel like, a big key to longevity right there. Yeah. Because probably people just get burned out because it's like, all right, I'm doing, you know, Orange Theory, I'm doing CrossFit. Right. I'm only doing that right. for five, six, seven years. Like your brain is just going to be, A, your body will get used to it. B, oh, that's gonna, the thing. You're going to get bored. Right. You know, and like, yeah, mentally and physically exhausting. And if you constantly are changing things, it's always new. It's new people. It's fun. It's like right. new challenges. Um, it's exciting. You know, it's it doesn't get boring. Yeah. Um, so I think that, you know, you said, what are your guiding principles? I think for me... My goal is to help people discover what it is that they're going to stick with mm-hmm. and then help them enhance whatever that is. Like if somebody finds Orange Theory, well, that's great. There's nothing inherently wrong with Orange Theory. Yeah. But, well, <laughs> but, but no, you know, if, 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 if you're going to do Orange Theory, if that's the one thing that you enjoy and it's going to get you in there, it's going to get you moving, then yes, that's do exactly it. exactly how I feel. Yep. But don't do it for every single workout that you do. Right. You know, let's throw a little bit of low intensity. Let's throw a little bit of endurance training in there. Let's throw a little bit of maybe some something solo on your yeah. own. You know, a power walk. Go walk the bridge. Go run the yeah, bridge. Yeah, you can totally just go for a walk. Those count. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So that, I think, to me, I don't know if that answers your question um, no, that's kind of 
my MO. Yeah. And it's going to be different for every person that I work out with. Yeah. And I think it's, yeah, it's finding, we get this question a lot. Like I'm sure everybody gets this question. What is the one food I should eat? What's the one exercise you should do? What I get is like, what's the best stretch for this? You know, I love it when somebody comes in and says, can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Okay. What's the, what's the best way to stretch yeah. this? I'm like, Hmm, <laughs> here, let me put you down for a 30 minute session right. with me. You know, yeah. what I'll do is I'll now I'll just throw it back at them. And it's simple using that principle. You just said, I'll say, what's the, like, pick the stretch that you're going to do consistently. and do uh, Exactly. Yeah. Do yeah. that one. Yeah. Right? What's the best exercise? What's the food I can eat? You know what I mean? Like what's the best diet? It's the one that you're going to do consistently. Mm-hmm. Every time. Mm-hmm. And like, it's, it's, I, people hate that answer, but it is more correct than, and it's the quickest answer I can give to somebody yeah, in yeah, five minutes. Yeah. You know, like if you really want to dig into this, I'm happy to be the one to, to help you and tell you which stretch you should do, but it takes, yes, just like you said, it's going to take me an hour to evaluate you, to make sure that I'm going to give you the very specific regimen that's going to work for you. Cause everybody's, you know, uniquely different. Right. Different. And also so if somebody says, what stretch should I do or what exercise? My question is why? Yeah. Why? There's the other layer to Why? it. Why? Yeah. Are you? Do you Why do you want to do that stretch? <laughs> right. I mean, are yeah. you hurting, or is something tight, or yeah. you know, maybe it's something they think they need to stretch their low back, but it's actually a hamstring issue, or a glute, or vice versa. Oh man, we've had so, that before. Like, oh, yeah. really? You think you need to stretch? And they come in, and they're one of the most hypermobile. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People yeah. ever. I was like, I wish I was this flexible. Mm-hmm. Like, guess what? Maybe let's not stretch. I'm gonna throw some side planks your way. And all of a sudden your hamstring tightness went away, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and they're like, what, mm-hmm. you know, but that's really cool to see. Like sometimes your body gives you that feeling of, I need to stretch when mm-hmm. it really is just seeking stability. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. you're, I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're really digging into some good stuff mm-hmm. there. I love to, the to circle back, just wrote myself a note when you get variety and it circles back to what we talked about earlier with like kids and PE, it's you're like learning new things. I call it skill acquisition, Mm -hmm. which is something, and I call it play, which kids do. Like, I want to learn how to go over the monkey bars. Like, they learn that. It's fun. It's playful. And we lose so much of that when you do the same regimen over and over. It's better than doing nothing. But still, if you want to take the next level, doing something new, doing something that's challenging, learn something. Like, I started getting into Olympic weightlifting, kind of CrossFit type stuff. And it's just, you know, performing clean and jerk and a snatch is very hard and you could spend your whole life learning it as well as a handstand as well as oh, yeah. like pick your poison and like yeah. go have fun with it right and, um you know we, we definitely lose some of that that's what yeah. some of the higher level people that's what i'll throw in be like you know how long has it been since you've done something that you're not really good at like i love running okay let's try something different. oh yeah you know it could just be yoga whatever. right uh, a lot of times in our group workouts when so we design our group workouts um each trainer is responsible for a specific day. And a lot of times I'll throw something in and I'll say, okay, guys, this is your brain fitness corner. Okay. So, you know, everything else you're really good at Mm -hmm. Now here, this exercise isn't like physically challenging, but you know, it's going to turn, it's going to twist your brain around a little bit. And they, they get a hoot out of that. Give us an example of one. I'm really curious. Can you do that like right off the couch? Um, I don't know. Like I was doing a, for example, I had him do a tricep dip off a bench, but at the same time they were doing jumping jacks with their legs and just kind of getting the motion of going up sure. and down with the body, but laterally with their legs, they were like, hmm, 
hmm, no, wait, they, could, they would do the upper body, then the lower body. I said, now put that together. Right. Hmm. You know, it's like rubbing your head and patting your Sure. Yeah, a little bit of coordination. Right. Too involved. Right. Yeah, but you right. got to stop and you got to think about that as opposed to like, just put my head down and just oh yeah go. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Tricep dips. Right. You know? Hmm. Jumping jacks. Hmm. Put them together. Yeah. I actually can't even, like, I want to go try it now. Maybe later. We'll do it after. Okay, later. perfect. We'll do that on the video. <laughs> so, um, um, what is your, something we ask everybody. What is your definition of health or a healthy person? So I always forget until mm-hmm. later on, but like it was a good segue. So yeah, if you could pick one definition for somebody who's healthy. and I think a healthy person is someone who their mind and their body are in sync. Um, their mind you know, physically they're, they're at a place where they are, they are healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, but mentally they're also at a place where they're okay with whatever their physical capacity is or their physical status is. Um, because you could be somebody who's super fit, but if you're like, I need to be fitter in my brain, yeah. This isn't it. Like, maybe right. happy with the status quo. Yeah, then that's not a healthy person. Right. I mean, they they might be totally physically healthy, but but their mind doesn't see it that way. Yeah. And vice versa, you get somebody. This goes back to what we talked about at the very beginning. You get somebody who is very unhealthy, but their mind thinks they're perfectly healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, good for them. That person is so happy, and there's yeah. not a thing wrong with them. But then you look at them physically, and they're a wreck. Right. Yeah. Thinking so, those two together yeah. would be pretty hard. I feel like that's a part of what we do as physical therapists too. Is like, um, there's always so many different ways to explain. I'm exploring all the ways to explain what we do. Um, but one is giving people the opportunity maybe to, you know, where they've been injured and been <laughs> unable to maybe catch up where they think they are mentally. Cause that's usually what happens. People come in and they're just depressed you know, and they're mad and they're like, I want to be able to be fitter, but I can't because my body's not keeping up. And so we kind of help people at least give them that window so they can and push into that. That's you know? hard. Um, fortunately, at the time I didn't think fortunately, but now as I look back, you know, I had, I herniated a disc in 2012 mm-hmm. and had back surgery and, um, it was pretty, it was like, it happened. I knew exactly when it happened. I went to the, I, got in to see the doctor on a Monday. He said, we're doing surgery. Right. He read the, he read the MRI Tuesday. I was on the table on Wednesday. Um, and you know, I was laid up, couldn't run, couldn't walk, couldn't get out of bed the next day. Right. You know? So I, I tell people when they come to me and they're going through something like that, you know, you got to change the way you view things mentally. You, you absolutely know, you have to be okay with like, do. today my win is going to be that I've walked from the mailbox to, you know, oh, I was, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. You know, and there's a win and the next step and the next step mm-hmm. and like, you know, being okay with that And process. you also, you know, I've had to come to terms with the fact that six years post-surgery, you know, this is my new normal. True. You know, I, I'm not the same person I was back then. I mean, I've gotten a little bit older too, so that kind of slows me down a little bit. But, you know, you learn to accept your your new normal. Right. You, and it's you have to. The, 
thing that I like that you said is that it's perfectly normal, right? Like just because you're not exactly how you were 20 years ago, doesn't mean that you're not strong and fast right. and healthy right. and all that kind of stuff. Right. It's just your new version of normal, right? It's not bad. You're not still injured. You don't still have a problem, so to speak. It's like, here's my new version of normal. Here's ways I can push myself. Here's ways I may need to be a little bit more cautious. And right. That's okay. Right. You know, but it doesn't mm-hmm. stop me. Right. From doing anything that's, you know, what we and do you just have to keep your mind focused on look at all I can do. Right. You know, mm-hmm. there's so many, even when you're injured or when you're unable to do certain things, look at all you can do. Yeah. That's why people come to us a lot like, oh man, I, you know, I can't do X, Y, and Z. And I'll be like, within 20 minutes, I'll be like, and I'm going to show you. We'll go out there. We're going to do all the things. Oh man. And they instantly feel great. Sometimes they just need someone to say it's yeah. okay to do these other things. Well, it's easy you know? to, to, get stuck in a a pity party. Yeah. Very easy. I love being in a pity party. I'll let myself (laughs) give myself 24 hours for the pity party and then I have to get out of it. You got to give yourself, like everybody gets that. Not 24 hours even. No, not even. Oh man, I need 24 hours sometimes. No, 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 no. (laughs) 24 minutes maybe, but no, no, no. No, I try not to let my pity parties last too terribly long. Yeah. No, sometimes I just need like a, I won't work out. I'll just get like a, an easy day. I don't need for me I guess there's different versions of pity parties, but sometimes I just need to take a rest and I hit you back again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that's, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Let myself get through. Definitely. Yeah. 24 hours just to back off and kind of reset, I think, is definitely doable and definitely reasonable. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. You ready for some Spitfire questions? Spitfire. Yes. Fire away. Bam. All right. What are you best at? Physically or whatever you decide, you can, you know, can I give you either one answer? Yes, you can. Okay. So physically, I think, um, I'm, I would say running, but I actually think I'm a better stair climber. I love running stairs. You should go to Chicago. My brother-in-law, um, does this like the stair climb. It's like up one of the biggest uh, building. It's like I've a, done those. Have you? I've done those. I did the first one I did like that was in Atlanta. Yep. Fifty flights. Yep. I would love to do Chicago. I would love to do um there's one they have in New York. It's like flights for air or something. Yeah, it's yeah. the fight for it's the fight for air stair climbs. Okay, here you go. American Lung Association. Okay, yep, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um the thing about those, the ones that are in the really tall buildings, other than Atlanta, um, they're always in the winter. And I'm not real big on cold. Right. So, but I am signed up for the one in Charlotte on March 23rd. Okay. So I think that one's... Are those like races and timed and people they win things? They are. Oh my goodness. They are. I'm pretty good yes. at stairs too. We did the... Um, have you done the Bulldog Challenge here locally? I have not. Okay. Have that, not. That's a doozy. But you go up and down all the... The stadium stairs. The stadium stairs. Like that was the easiest part for me. Yeah. You know? It's just like I can go... Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like lunges. I'm really good at lunges. Yeah. And yeah. Just, yeah. Just, like, just uphill lunges. Yeah. Yeah. Two forever. Um, so I think that's probably my favorite. That's the thing that I'm best at. I'm not like great. I doubt I would win any of the big ones, but I'm um, not physically. I think I'm probably best and it's probably um, also something that can get to be a problem at planning. Like I'm a planner. I'm really good at planning and I'm very organized, but I think that that's helped me maintain a business for over 18 years mm-hmm. but I also think too at, at times it gets to be a detriment and I'm working hard not to be such a planner that I'm 
stuck in my plan. Me and you both. That's and funny. other things happen. Yeah. And I'm like, but that's not what my plan says. <laughs> and that's okay. We have to be okay. Yeah. And that, that I'm, plan yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing much better at that. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. Um, you know, we have a four-year-old and six-year-old and, and for sure things don't go according to plan. No, no, not with small children. <laughs> so on purpose, I have like completely unplanned days, uh -huh. which has been super healthy. Wow. Like, and for them too, like, we're just going to do whatever we feel like doing today. You know, and it's just like, it's a little liberating. And it's been a lot easier. Yeah. Like I very much, if you look at my, uh, my phone, like I have everything planned out from like, when I wake up mm -hmm. to when I go to bed. I do like, too. <laughs> yeah. By the minute. Like people are like, what's your schedule? Like, are you sure you want to know? Cause it's going to be a page of stuff. Well, certainly you've got to be a little bit flexible with a four and six year old oh, in that, in that daily plan. Cause that oh, can't yeah. always go as no. planned. <laughs> hardly, <laughs> ever. <think? laughs> hardly ever. We try, but hardly ever. Well, at least you've got a skeleton to work with. Yeah. And that's what I always say. That's yeah. when, you know, we do a little bit of, I do a little business coaching. I was like, just, yeah, I mean, you can audible from that, but like have a skeleton and like, mm -hmm. you'd be amazed how much more mm -hmm. efficient and, you mm -hmm. know, oh, yeah. again, same thing, take like an inventory. And if you got an inventory, you can be aware mm -hmm. and really make some progress. Did you do Kiowa? I did. I did. You I did the half. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. How did that go? It went well. Yeah. You guys got super lucky with the weather. We got so lucky. I was, I was some, one of my clients even said to me on Wednesday, he was like, you don't seem like yourself. And I said, I have this dark cloud hanging over my head right now. Yes. I am so anxious about literally this. Dark cloud. <laughs> yeah, literally this yeah. dark, this cold, dark cloud is just hovering and I'm just waiting for it to sit there until Saturday morning. And then like all this rain is going to come pouring down on me, but no, it held off. It was perfect. There was a um, CrossFit competition, Integrity's Revenge. Oh, wow. On Sunday. Oh, and it was oh oh exactly oh, there it no. is it was bad it was supposed to be outside too and they had to move it inside yeah that yeah but you know they did it you know. oh gosh crossfitters are used to I, yeah yeah right yeah um but no i was very thankful i kept thinking all day yesterday and sunday i was thinking gosh if this had been saturday i probably would have stayed in bed yeah I think I would have bailed yeah. and I don't bail. Key was always cold. i ran, I ran the half once and it's like, Oh, it seems to be at least when I was doing it. it was a always friend cold. of mine posted on Facebook, his memory from 10 years ago. And it was the Kiowa, one of the official photographs it had the two of the three of us actually. And I was in shorts and a sports bra. And I don't run like that, you know, in cold weather. Right. So I know so it, it must was have been a sunny day. Yeah. It can be right. <laughs> yeah. can be. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, so next question, um, what do you struggle with the most? There's like one thing, you know, like at first I said, what do you suck at? And I said, just hard. Oh, what do I suck at? You know, that is clear. I it's suck cleaner. at a lot of things. There you actually. go. Okay. There I'm going to say, what do you suck at? I'm a very bad swimmer. So I'll give you, the, I'll give you two answers. My physical one. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm not a good swimmer, which scares me because I'm already registered. I signed up for the entire sprint series next year Ooh, okay. to overcome this thing that I suck at. I know a great so. swim coach. He was on the podcast, by the was way. Was that Lance? Yep. Lance. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's I, need awesome. to, I know I need to reach out to him. Yeah. Um, I did one session with him. I'm telling you, like, that's what I hear. Well, worth a mile. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, just yeah. quick little things that I could, I could work on for the rest of my life yeah. if I wanted to like yeah. spot on. But anyway, yeah. Plug for Lance. There you go, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you soon, Lance. Yeah, right. um, I guess, you know, maybe, maybe that 
being so much of a planner is actually one thing that I struggle with because if somebody throws a kink into my plans, you know, I, I have a very hard time. Um, I, it's getting better. I must say getting a lot better. I'm like, yeah. Oh, well, you know, so what? It right. is what not it letting is. it ruin the rest of the day. Right. 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 right, right. Yeah. So maybe yeah. I'm not so bad at that. Yeah. Um, I probably, I know I could work on my patience a little bit. Sure. Tender and short on my patience. Right. So. Always good. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're doing fine with the patience mm. thing. You must be doing something. I right. have to work very hard at it. <laughs> yeah. I've read somewhere patience is not, it's not that you're waiting. Is that right? It's not that you're waiting. It's how you're waiting. Yep. So like if I'm getting impatient, you know, I have to think, okay. How am I, how am I doing this? I need yeah. to change the way I'm doing this. Well, because you getting frustrated is all about you. Yeah. It's all about me. You can choose to not be frustrated. Yeah. Like it's your choice. Right. Like I can either, you know, be impatient or I can be patient. It's not like the outcome wouldn't change or the situation wouldn't change. It's completely, it's all me. your perception. It's on me. Yeah. It's so on much. me. And then I have to say now, why, why am I losing it? And it's because of someone else. And I'll say, well, what is that person actually doing to make me, you know, they're not doing this to make me frustrated. Or, right. Yeah. I'm so. just choosing to go that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't go to that one too, but we won't. Another, okay. another hour long another podcast. One. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my favorites. What's the number one thing the public, you know, so general people, the people we were talking about who may not know as much about health and fitness should do to maintain their health and fitness? you could pick one thing for people to do, what would you tell them? Um, I think I would start with move consistently. Just pick one thing. Yeah. Or even don't pick one thing. Just do something consistently. You know, maybe, and I'm only using this as, a, as an example, but, you know, if, if I say, okay, if I want you to make it a habit to, move for 30 minutes a day, five days a week. I don't care if you run. I don't care if you walk. I don't care if you crawl. I don't care if you lift weights. I don't care if you swim. I don't care what you do. I don't care if you play tennis. I don't care if you garden, just do something that makes you move on a regular basis and you can mix it up. Mm -hmm. um, but then again, you know, I think that it, you can't out exercise a bad diet. So I don't know if, you know, my one thing would be to, become more aware of what you're yeah. eating and it's also individual you know what I mean so like yeah. it's a blanket statement I, I tend to agree with you because I feel like the more you're moving you become more aware of your diet because you True. feel a little worse like True. I think that's True. like such a good I always talk about the linchpin for people like what's the one thing that's going to like create that domino effect for everything mm -hmm. else and a lot of times mm -hmm. it is movement mm -hmm. you know it's like oh man I can't get in these positions like it's yeah. hard for me to go upstairs like I thought I could and then they can start becoming as we talked that's about, true that's more true. aware you know so but that would yeah, be my one thing yeah I mean you have that pyramid and I talk about it a lot what's the base of the pyramid like you got to be able, if you can, you're not sleeping right nothing is going to work and then if your nutrition is right nothing's going to work and then comes movement but um I think it's very much the the gateway drug. Yeah. Put it yeah, in term, yeah. You know, it can be yeah. the gateway drug to man being super healthy mm -hmm. and super fit. And, mm -hmm. um, just, yeah. Mm -hmm. Be more aware. That's the theme today. I really like that. Of like, yeah, yeah. Let's be aware of where you're at. And so you can change it. First. Absolutely. Be yeah. most hyper aware. Mm -hmm. Here's some fun ones. Okay. Ready for the fun ones. Those were fun. Kind of fire away. <laughs> I love fun things. What is your walkout song? 
Oh, boy. You know, you're about to start the Kiowa half. They're cheering your name, and you're about, you know, what's the song that just, like, blasts as you start mile? Holy cow. Mile one. Um, you know, I recently discovered, and this is, it's only because I, it's on the top of my head right now. I recently discovered Black Violin. It's a duo, um, two African-American violinists, classically mm -hmm. trained, that mix classical with hip-hop. What? And they have a song called A-Flat, and I just found it, and I put it on the playlist for my indoor cycling classes, and it just, it's really cool. It gets me fired up. And then there's another song. I just played it this morning, and everybody loved it. It's called Crowshaw, K-R-O-S-H-A, and I can't remember who that is by, but that it's just like we were we were on a climb in the indoor in the indoor cycling class today and it was a five minute climb and my goal was to have everybody like climb it but not go all out, maybe at eighty percent. Yeah. And I looked around and everybody was just giving it their with this song, you just can't right. help but go all out. Okay. So that that might be a good one. Okay, I'll see if yeah. I can look that one yeah. up and put yeah. it in the show yeah. notes. That would be Yeah, good. I'm sorry I can't give you any more mainstream ones. No, I like it. I've <laughs> The more uh, off mainstream, the the better, mm -hmm. in my opinion. I get to learn new songs mm -hmm. all the time. I added a few to my playlist because of this. What is your favorite cartoon? Oh, that's an easy one. Okay, great. Shmoo. Say what? <laughs> Who's Shmoo? Shmoo. 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 Oh Shmoo is back. You know, Shmoo kind of disappeared. You are too young to yeah. know Shmoo. He yeah. was back in like the late 70s, early 80s. And he was this kind of like a bowling pin looking thing with legs. And he had whiskers like a cat. And he could morph himself into anything that you needed at the moment. Like if you needed a car. Yeah. He would. Shmoo would be a shmoo car. Shmoo would be a car. <laughs> it's like the best word. Shmoo. If you needed. If you had. If you were. You needed stuck an oboe. On top of, if you needed an oboe. He, he was an oboe. If you needed a barbell, he would be a barbell. If you needed a trampoline, he would be a trampoline. And um, he, I, I must say, I actually cheated on this. I did a little research on Smooth because I knew you were going to ask me this question. <laughs> and I didn't know where Shmoo came from or why he kind of disappeared. But um, he actually was created in the 40s. And he was part of the Lil Abner cartoon which I didn't know nothing about. Mm. And then he kind of disappeared and then they brought him back. I can't remember the guy that, that developed him or designed him or created him. Um, but the theme with Shmoo is whatever a person needed to make them happy. That's what Shmoo would become. Huh. And he just inherently knew what that was. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Never saw those movies with Johnny mm -hmm. Depp. Mm -hmm. There was a mm -hmm. compass it always pointed to whatever the person oh, right, wanted right, the most. Right, right, right. You know, it's right, the same right. thing. That is the same thing. You know, Shmoo can just tell me what, mm -hmm. what do I want most in the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Shmoo didn't talk. Okay. Shmoo didn't. He made a noise. Kind of like, <laughs> like, like a I've got to look that up. I might watch it with my kids. You can like go back to YouTube typically and get these old you cartoons. Know, I don't know if he, I didn't put that much time into it. Yeah. But there were a few, there were a few old cartoons that he, that you could pull yeah, up. i got to mm -hmm. check that out. It's always fascinating to watch kids of this generation. I would some love to know what your kids think yeah, about Shmoo. Yeah, just see what they think. You're yeah. like, oh, it's terrible. Or like, oh, that's the coolest thing I've right, ever right, seen. Right, 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 right. it's so different than anything else. <laughs> uh -huh. um, I think we know this, but if you wouldn't have been a fitness professional, what would you have been? 
I bet you don't know this. I I was thinking like think, music teacher or like an oboist. Um, I think I would have been a travel photographer because I do love photography. I would love to be a travel photographer, but also like to to play my oboe more. Okay. So interesting. Mm-hmm. I want to do one of these. They have these now. Have you heard of these things? Like travel fitness escapes. Oh yeah. Like. I didn't know that was a thing till recently. I was like, man, you can go on vacation to these amazing places and like they just have workouts all day and like really good food and like, you know. That'd be like a fitness retreat. Yeah. Yeah, like a fitness or, or vacation. You've, you've heard of the the um the fitness pro vacations. No. So like several years ago, my husband and I went to the Bahamas. We got a week free at a resort and I taught step aerobics. Taught step aerobics and water aerobics. And I had to open up my schedule for personal training. And I had to teach like two classes a day, but we got our whole, it was an all-inclusive resort. I was talking to somebody else. I think that would be an amazing thing to do. Like pick some clients and pick some like PT, some fitness professionals, charge like a premium amount, like go on vacation and all like oh, yeah. get fit and be happy and healthy. Well, and that's, that's what I've done too. In fact, two weeks after I had my back surgery, I went and my, my surgeon was horrified. <laughs> um, but we went biking and hiking in Italy. I took a group from primetime, yeah. um, to do like a biking excursion. And then we hiked the Cinque Terre and I took my resistance bands and all that kind of stuff that so we did little workouts. Oh, Cinque Terre. So we yoga. Down honeymoon. Oh, it's That's gorgeous. Five, mm-hmm. right? And you can either go by train or you can walk the mall. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we walked every mm-hmm. single one. Yeah. It was like a 15 hour walk, but it was like a lot of stairs. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. So imagine doing that with a group of like-minded active people. Awesome. Yeah. 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 That's I've really done cool. several of those. That's such a good idea. Yeah. My next there life. are more in, no, no, there, no, there might be some in your future. In your I like future. it. Okay, sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Um, what is the last TV show you watched? TV show? Yeah. George TV show. What's the last TV show you watched? Oh boy. We watched probably last night. Um, did we watch Blackish last night? I know we watched a movie yesterday. We might've watched, I, I love watching Blackish. So we, okay. we recorded that. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Not, not last night it was uh last man standing. Okay. With Tim Allen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Those cool. are hilarious. Yeah, that is cool. Uh, last book you read. Hmm. The last book I read, I kind of flipped. It's hard for me to read. Uh, whenever I have enough time to read, I'm usually supine <laughs> right. back, right. and I fall asleep. Um, I've got a book on the uh, Tour de Mont Blanc on my bedside table that I'm trying to okay. read, read through. That's my next big trip, which is a 10-day hike, walk, trek. Uh, it's a loop that goes through um, Switzerland, France, and Germany. No, Italy. Italy, yeah. Germany, Switzerland. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. That's my vacation. I don't want to like sit around and eat a buffet. No, 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 no. We always do stuff active. Yes. Yes. Makes yes. Sense. Yeah. So where, last one, where can people find out more about Meredith. Two places. Two places. Two places. Shoot you up. can either go to primetimefit.net or you can go to goldsgymofmountpleasant.com. I think that's what our website is. So we're in the process of merging. So I'm 
for now, they can find me at Primetime Fitness. And every now and then I pop over to Gold's in Mount Pleasant. They can find me there. Very cool. Yeah. Coming. More gyms coming our way. I know. This one's going to be awesome, though. Yeah. It's going to be really awesome. And, you know, I talked about how the small changes are the ones that last. Um, we've had a few issues with, with opening. We were supposed to open November 1st. Um, and now we're starting to make progress that we can see. And I keep telling people, you know, not only do we need to have patience, but if, if this gym is going to be so awesome, but it's, it's going to be, it's going to take a while to get there. Yes. Right. But it's going to, it's going to be killer. Right. It's yeah. going to be that much more. The longer yeah. it takes, the more, the better it's going to be. Right. Yeah. Right. No, I love it. I mean, I just, it's obviously the huge, I don't know if it's resurgence or just like embarking, but like so many people, there's just a lot of gyms and a lot of people thinking about health and fitness uh, finally. Yeah. And like, yeah. this is awesome that all these people are out there and yep. they're trying to make a change and, you know, here's where we are in the world. And mm -hmm. I think it's awesome. It's way better than not being aware. Mm -hmm. You know, now I think everybody knows they need to exercise regularly. It's not really a question. No, before, even like in the nineties, like, Oh, maybe I should exercise. Maybe I should jog. I don't oh, really know. People know it now. You know, now it's like, no, you know, don't smoke, you know, try to sit as little as possible, eat well mm -hmm. and exercise. Like mm -hmm. either yeah, doing people, it or not. That word I think is out. It's just helping people, um, to, uh, helping people make those steps yeah. make those changes. Lifestyle changes mm -hmm. is a big part of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. This was fun. Fun. Oh, yeah. So fun. Almost, you know, we're about to max out the hour. So uh -oh. I, had, I had to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the healthy Charleston podcast. Don't forget your body is resilient, strong, and adaptable. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, we would love for you to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. And please share this information with your friends and family, because believe it or not, you too can change people's lives. Thanks so much.